Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence, and by Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. This is AutoLine Daily for February 23, 2011, and now the news. When General Motors announces its fourth quarter earnings, analysts are saying don't be surprised if they're not that good because Ford and Daimler also posted poor Q4 profits. The reason? The high costs associated with developing and introducing new vehicles. Analysts believe GM's fourth quarter could be the smallest quarterly profit it reports since the company emerged from bankruptcy. Plus, CEO Dan Ackerson is pushing the company to speed up the introduction of new models and all automakers are facing higher material costs. Even so, GM's fourth quarter net income could top $1 billion. And isn't it amazing when a billion dollar profit just doesn't sound very impressive. And speaking of GM, Denise Johnson, the head of the company's Brazilian operations, abruptly left the company. Bloomberg reports that she left to, and I quote, pursue new career opportunities, which sure sounds like she was pushed out to me. You know, that's kind of strange. Just a while ago, GM was touting her as a rising star in the company. President Obama says he wants to see 1 million electric vehicles on the road in the United States by 2015. That means counting every EV sold for each of the next five years. But China has much greater ambitions. It wants to be building and selling a million EVs a year by then. And it's ready to spend $15 billion to help subsidize manufacturing those vehicles. All I can say is they better hope that EVs really catch on because if they don't, that's a lot of money to wash down the drain. Speaking of China, they have so many car companies over there, it's hard to keep track of them all. There's one called Youngman Lotus that only sold a paltry 30,000 cars in China last year, but this little company has big plans. It says it's going to sell 700,000 cars in just a couple of years. We say fat chance. But interestingly, Youngman Lotus gets the Lotus name because the first car it sold was a rebadged Proton, the company that now owns Lotus. And Lotus Engineering is now involved in a joint venture with Youngman, which allows its cars to carry a badge that says, engineered by Lotus. Now to Europe. Believe it or not, today's Mini is huge. Park one next to an original and you'll see what I'm talking about. In fact, the company thinks it may be too big for some markets, which is why it's going back to its roots. Debuting in Geneva, the Rocketman concept is a much smaller car than what Mini builds now. It's similarly sized to the original model, and that means tiny. It features three doors, three plus one seating, and a body that's slightly longer than three meters. With a footprint that small, it's pretty obvious this thing is all about fuel efficiency. To maximize its MPGs, the Rocketman is built around a carbon space frame, plus it features other weight-saving details. As for fuel consumption, the company says it should average around 3 liters per 100 kilometers, about 78 U.S. miles per gallon. But that being said, we have no idea what's under the hood, but I'd say it's probably going to turn out to be some sort of hybrid. In related news, Aston Martin is set to show off its latest sports car called the Virage, which is French for bend or turn. It's positioned between the DB9 and DBS, supposedly splitting the difference between luxury and sport. 
Under the hood, it's powered by a hand-built 6-liter V12 that cranks out 490 horsepower. Inside, just about everything is covered in leather. Seven cows worth, in fact. Look for the Virage and its drop-top sibling at Aston Martin dealerships around the world right now. Oh, yeah. And bring your checkbook. This thing ain't cheap. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Reducing exhaust emissions, airified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability. DowAirify.com. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Jim saw our story on how features like power windows that used to only be on luxury cars are now standard equipment on even some of the cheapest cars. He makes this observation. Speaking of power windows, how many times do you say to a passenger to roll down your window even though there are no longer window cranks? Old habits die off slowly. Boy, ain't that the truth. I still say, roll down your window. Michael saw our report on the fight over E15 gasoline in the U.S. and says, I don't know whether or not ethanol content in gasoline will harm my 1993 engine, but it certainly has harmed my Toro snowblower. Took it back to where I got it, and the guy tells me that gasoline containing ethanol will fry the carb. He goes on to say that Mobil and BP are two that do still supply non-ethanol gasoline. Michael, I'm not sure that's true about Mobil and BP. I don't think you can buy pure gasoline in any major metropolitan area anymore. The EPA mandates what they call an oxygenate in gasoline to make it burn cleaner. So metropolitan areas can come into compliance with the Clean Air Act. And about the only oxygenate that's EPA approved right now is ethanol. And that's been the case for nearly two decades. Kit Gerhardt heard me say that I was not impressed that a Chevy Cruze with a diesel would only get 34 MPGs combined, and he points out the combined rating for the Jetta TDI is 34, so if a Cruze diesel could do 34, it's where it should be. Kit, good point. I stand corrected. Richard S. saw our report on how a Toyota Prius gets different fuel economy ratings in different countries because of different test procedures. I pointed out that in the U.S., the Prius is rated at 50 miles per gallon, but it's rated at 60 mpgs in the UK. So he says, John, you did not mention whether the economy ratings for the different countries took into account that a US gallon is 25% smaller than a UK gallon. That could explain most of the difference between the US and British economy ratings because a British court has 40 ounces while the US court has 32 ounces. So a British gallon has five U.S. quarts or 160 ounces. If you do the math, the exact economy ratings would be very close. 50 MPG U.S. is the same as 62.5 MPG U.K. Richard, thanks for making that point, but we did take that into account in our comparison. In fact, that's why we also gave the comparison in liters per 100 kilometers. But I like the fact that you questioned us on it. And Tokyo Kurisu saw our report on the Nissan Moco and wrote in to say, LOL, Nissan Moco, translation from Spanish equals booger. <laughs> All I can say is that you learn something new every day on AutoLine Daily. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.